This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Fan Hotline is presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh Trusted Plumbing and HVAC Provider. For over 50 years. On that fan hotline, joining us right now is our sports director, Jeff Hathorne. Jeff, good morning, pal. How are you? Happy playoffs, boys. Uh, Happy playoffs. Jeff, isn't it a wonderful thing that we can talk about football today instead of what the football team's going to do like nine months from now? Yes. Yes. And that's especially what this week is for. It's not for figuring out things in the future. It's trying to figure out how to beat Buffalo without your best player. So who's going to be the starting quarterback in 2020? I'm just kidding. So what should the Steelers' game plan be from a defensive standpoint, Jeff, without T.J. Watt? And I assume, right, that Minka Fitzpatrick should be back. Yeah, so let's go into that assumption. And you get KZ back. Um, You know, what you have to do is hope that getting Marcus Golden, that Nick Herbig as a rookie, are going to be what you need them to be. That's why you added depth pieces. Um, not for this exact scenario, but for a scenario when TJ or Alex uh, weren't going to be in there, even if it was only for a few snaps. They've shown some things. Uh, neither of them, obviously, is TJ Watt. But if they can provide enough pressure, enough where their teammates can trust them so everybody else does their own job and doesn't feel like they have to do TJ's job and if they could just hold their own, that's what you expect from them. And then, you know, you're going to need some linebackers to cover tight ends. I mean, there's. It's a, it can be a dynamic um, Buffalo offense, but there's also some risk involved, and I think that's if you're a Steeler fan, you hope maybe you could take advantage of a risky play here or there. So Jeff, so with with Minka possibly and probably being back and KZ being back, do you assume that they're going to move Patrick Peterson back to the outside, or is he going to be a, a special package type of guy? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I think probably because they've had some success on the outside, you're going to see him more as a special package guy. And I think, you know, there is a place because of his tackling and because Buffalo has good tight ends, you know, where you could see Eric Rowe, I don't know about in the box, but at least covering tight ends in that type of position. The the thing thing is, you know, if if you're going to run nickel or dime or special packages, those safeties have to be able to tackle. Rowe actually tackles better than Peterson, even though Peterson has the experience. Now, the other thing that we'll have to see as the week plays out, and we'll hear what Tomlin says today at noon, if Minka is back, is there any pitch count? Um, is there any you know concern from that aspect? So if that's the case, there's going to just be multitude of different players in the secondary, and communication is going to be at a premium. Jeff, I'm going to play you an Andrew Filipponi clip, and then I wonder if you agree, okay? Okay. I'm I'm in an acceptance stage where I don't think they're going to play a particularly close game, and I'm okay with that. Do you think that the Steelers are going to get blown out in this one, Jeff? And if they do, do you think most people will view it the way that Pony does? Ah, you didn't have Watt, so 
you get blown out, no big deal. I, I'm not as accepting as the fact that this is going to be a blowout. I'm not. I mean, Steelers are playing well. They're running the ball well. Um, while Buffalo's defense has improved, they've gotten some guys back healthier. I, I, maybe I'm getting sucked into a three-game winning streak, um, but I, I just don't see that. You get Casey and, and make it back. I think they can do some things defensively, and if if they're able to run the ball and hold on to the ball and have time of possession, and even at, if you can have six, seven, eight play drives that you can pin them deep or as deep as Harvin can get you, um, I think that could be effective too. I, and, you know, I remember that game a couple of years ago where Miles Killebrew had the block punt. If those type of special things happen, uh, I think it could be a, a, a tight game and, and maybe the Steelers would have a chance. Jeff, what do you anticipate their approach being on offense? you think they should get aggressive and try to attack the back end of, of Buffalo, knowing that, uh, you know, Dane Jackson might be starting and now their top corner is out? Uh, I'm not sure if he's out for real. Like, you know, he was out of the game last week, got hurt. Right. Uh, I'm not sure if he's playing or not. But do you think that the approach on offense and Mason Rudolph should be running the football, holding the football, ground and pound, and keeping the ball out of Josh Allen's hands? Or do you think they should should get aggressive and attack them and score some points? Well, let's assume it's not weather like we saw in, in Baltimore. Yeah. And let's assume it's it's cold, but it's it's playable and, and you can do things in it. The wind isn't crazy. If that's the case, I, I think you want to see what, what you have seen is, yeah, run the ball, but you've also got to take some calculated risks because this is a game where you probably expect, like, you've got to score in the mid to high 20s yeah. to win. So you've got to be able – and I, I think that's what's helped open up this run game is the threat of George downfield. It's the threat of Deontay downfield that the Steelers can hit a big play on you if you put too many in the box. So I, I would hate to see them – lose their scared money or, or go back to scared money uh, and, and play more with house money. Like, just go for it. But not to the point where you're sending four receivers out there and you're, and you're starting to do you know, a bunch of goofy things. Like, stick to your base, but don't be afraid to take chances. That's why you've had the success. Three long touchdown passes have helped you open up the field. You can't now all of a sudden go back to conservative ball. Jeff Hathorne joining us here on the Fan Morning Show. A couple of national reports, Jay Glazer, Adam Schefter, suggesting that maybe Mike Tomlin just takes a year off, takes some time off after this season or in the near future. You buying that? Not yet. Not yet. I mean, there is something. I mean, even from training camp when Tomlin said that he wasn't worried about his contract, that he's already coached more games uh, you know, in, in his career than he will going forward. Um, that was kind of weird that, you know, he's in a good place. But I'm not ready to say yet. I mean, this guy, you see him at practice. I mean, he loves his stuff. Yeah. He, I mean, it's, it's his life. He doesn't golf. I mean, he, I'm not saying he has no other interests, and it would be cool probably for him to go watch his, his daughter in gymnastics meets, but those don't start till January. Um, so depending on when the season's over, he would have opportunities to go down there and still be the head coach. Um, so I, I just don't, you know, and his youngest son is, is I believe that was his, this was his past, this past year was his last year. So I, I just don't see, I just don't see that right now. Could that change? Yeah. Is he seem a little different? Maybe, but I'm, I, again, the joy he has for coaching this game, 
um, is so huge. I I just don't see him as a studio guy or and and I know that doesn't necessarily mean he would go into TV. I just I don't know what he would do with himself. Yeah. Jeff, is this a make-or-break game for Sean McDermott? And what I'm saying, if they lose this game, if Buffalo loses, do you think that they think about moving on from Sean McDermott up in Buffalo? I do, and I was talking to somebody up there the other day and said, you know, we've got this generational quarterback, and we had one once before, and we couldn't get it done. And you like to think that everything starts fresh, but the fan base, it doesn't start that way. So they're thinking, are we going to go through another quarterback and win nothing? Not get that golden ring. Not win that Super Bowl finally. Um, yeah, I mean, if they, when you think about it from their perspective, they win five straight. They get up to the two seed. They're going to have all home games, you know, unless they have to face Baltimore. And they would lose to Mason Rudolph. <laughs> I mean, that, he told me, he's like, that seat immediately the the pilot light comes on on that seat. Well, I was kind of thinking about it from from this angle last night, Jeff. Like, wouldn't it be nice if the Steelers could dish out somebody's Tebow loss? Hey, <laughs> that would be so. I feel like if Mason Rudolph were to beat Buffalo, I think that's the universe kind of getting even. But we know that's not that the way it works. George slant. He outruns. That was the anniversary of the end right? zone. It was. That's oh. what I was thinking about. It. Oh man. Oh, wouldn't that, that be would something? Be- Rasul Douglas misses the tackle. Oh my God! <laughs> All right, Jeff. Thank you for your time as always, man. We're gonna we're gonna talk again about a football game on Thursday. Yes, enjoy this week. I mean, seriously, enjoy this week. This is this is fun stuff. You too, man. Thanks a lot. Right, we'll talk you to you next week. Uh, we'll talk to you on Thursday. That's Jeff Hathorn, our sports director. Yeah, I mean, there is a ton of pressure on McDermott. Yeah, because it's not like you said. It's not just about now. It's about four straight Super Bowl appearances and missing kicks and losing games and never getting to have that parade. And it's about thirteen seconds against Kansas City. It all gets folded in there. Whenever you invest so much money into a quarterback uh, and you don't win, and that's whenever it's like, okay, it's time to move in a different direction. You obviously seen it this year with Brandon Staley. You invest money into a quarterback, you don't. It doesn't transpire into wins, and then there you can't point the finger at the quarterback. You know, you, you're not going to be like, well, it's quarterback's fault. No, yeah, let's gonna, cut the two hundred yeah, plus million dollar yeah. guy. Whenever that, whenever that's the case, your job is always on the line. And and just like Jeff said that he was talking to somebody up in Buffalo, if you lose to Mason Rudolph mm-hmm. at home as the second seed. Yeah, that, that, that seat's going to be hot. It would be a worse loss than the Tebow loss, at least from point spread. Definitely. The Steelers were an eight-point favorite going into that game, mm-hmm. and it sucked. Ten-point favorite right now, the Buffalo Bills. Ten-point favorite. Coming up next, a philosophical question. It relates to Michigan. I just saw this pop onto my timeline, Doran. <laughs> the New York Post is famous for their witty headlines. And because John Harbaugh and the cheating Michigan Wolverines won the national championship last night. Jim. I knew I was going to do that. Jim Harbaugh wins the national championship last night. The headline reads, taint no one better. Because, you know, it's a tainted championship. (laughs) Do they know that the taint also refers to the area between your you-know-what and your you-know-what? Because I feel like they... I feel like they screwed the headline up just a little a, bit. Just a tad. A little bit. Just a tad. Taint. Fan Twitter is brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. You can text us 412 928 9370. 
Brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. You don't want to read the New York Post? You know what you can read? The P.J. Fitzpatrick Home Improvement Eye Opener with Chris Mack. So check that out right now on 93.7thefan.com. And right now, it's an Austin Bechtold fan headline. Michigan did indeed win the national championship 34-13 against Washington. Wolverines ran for over 300 yards in the victory, Penguins won against the Flyers in Philadelphia 4-1. to Pitt basketball today at home, 9 o'clock tip-off against number 11 Duke. Our coverage on the fan begins at 8.30. For more, go to 93.7thefan.com. The Fan Morning Show is brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing. And here's one of the ways you can get involved with our radio program today. You can text us, 412-928-9370, brought to you by Edgar Snyder & Associates. A personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Before we get into the philosophical question I wanted to ask you, Doran, it's a question we've talked about before. Two-hour delays all across the area. Austin Bechtold tweeted out not that long ago, he loved the two-hour delay. Big fan of the two-hour delay. I don't know any self-respecting kid who would go to school that didn't like the two-hour delay. But you always had the weirdo kids. This is how I viewed them. The weirdo kids who were like, I'd rather have the two-hour delay than the cancellation because the cancellation you got to make up at the end of the year. So what? You make it up at the end of the year whenever nothing matters and you're just messing around. Bingo. I mean. Oh, no. An extra day of school in the summer where you're signing yearbooks. Sign me up. Well, they usually would Don't take well away. Me. They would Don't take, well no, me. They'd take away a day at Easter break is what they would do. Uh, okay, but here's the other thing, Becky. No self-respecting kid should be thinking about the future. Exactly. Yeah, no, be true. thinking about the now. Exactly. I get to sleep in. Yeah, and not have to. Oh, I always, always, always was turning crap in late. Assignments, whatever. Turning it in late. You get a snow day. It always saved my ass. You did work on a snow day. <laughs> no, it would. No, I would just turn it in late. But for that day, I'd be like, oh, don't gotta do- <laughs> that paper I didn't do. I ain't. I ain't doing it, but it's an extra day. I look at it out of the other lens now, how I talk about with movies. You know, you watch a movie when you're a kid, then you watch it when you're an adult, and you're like, oh, this is a different movie, but the same movie. It's still good, but just a different viewpoint because you're an adult. I wonder, like, as a parent, like, if you have a regular nine to five, eight to four job, how how does that work? You don't don't want, you do not want snow days. Right. Your whole life gets thrown into a tizzy. Or 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 two hour delays. You call into work like I'm gonna be late, gotta get my kid to school, there's two hour delay. Like that messes up the parents more than anything. Yes, it does. But the kids Yeah, they're they're happy. You should be celebrating two hour delays. You should also want snow days. Yes. If you don't want snow days, you're thinking way too much about the schooling part of school. Wait, so you're trying to say, so you you didn't like snow days because you knew that you would have to make it up. That's that's Austin that said that, right? No, I, no, I was fine with snow days. Okay, well, if you are were a kid and you didn't like snow days because you had to make it up, like you're trying to tell me you didn't have fun, like dressing up, going outside, oh. meeting up with your friends, and sled riding and stuff like that. Because usually snow days were obviously there was snow and you could sled ride. Yes, like that was the best. It was. The best. And you'd be sitting there, you'd throw on KDKA TV, yeah. you're waiting for your school to come across the bottom line. When I had Catholic school way back in the day, you would put on Mount Lebanon's municipal channel, and it would say, Mount Lebanon, two-hour delay, St. Bernard's, two-hour delay, and you'd go crazy. Crazy. You'd go nuts. Because they didn't match it up back then for whatever reason. No. Sometimes Lebo would get off. And we wouldn't, and you'd lose your mind. Oh, lose your mind. Mm-hmm. Like, we were, I was West Day, and then, like, it would skip to West Green, and I would just, I would lose it. 
Because I'd be like, what, we're the only school that has school today? Are you yeah. kidding me? Oh, there's nothing worse than that. When everyone else is coming in two-hour delay, two-hour delay, two-hour delay. Oh, no, you're screwed. Oh, it was the worst. All right, you ready for the philosophical question? Yes. I woke up today so envious of Michigan. They cheated their asses off, mm. but they won a national championship. I would want my school to do the same thing. Maybe they're going to get asterisk, got dies, you know, or whatever. Maybe forever you'll look and it'll say Michigan, 2023-2024, college football playoff national championship. And everyone's going to snicker. Everyone's going to go, oh, they cheated, though. We know what happened. They cheated their way to a championship. You think those Michigan fans care at all? No. And then you want to know why? It's because whenever the allegations went down, um, that probably ended whatever the cheating scandal was, and maybe it affected the way that they played. Maybe it didn't, but it showed that they still were a legit, really good, the best college football team in the country because they went out and just whooped everybody else. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right they, about they, that. They, they legitimately won. Yes. I mean, they just, they, I mean, they won last night. They won last week. Yeah, but do you win all the subsequent games? Do you put I, yourself in a position to make the college football playoff? I'll never know. I think, I think the answer is probably yes. yes. I'm with you. They have the talent. But this was kind of a snowball that built. Maybe you don't have the talent if over the last couple of years you weren't cheating your butt off and winning, and then winning begets winning. I don't. I, I will view them always kind of with my head crooked, like, what re- like how much did it affect things like i'll look at it that way i don't really believe in asterisks but i'll kind of look at it, eh, what really have mm-hmm. what got them there but for me i wish west virginia would have found a way to do something <laughs> like this you know like cheat your nuts off win something put a banner up you ain't tearing a banner out of the coliseum or off milan pushgar state you put that banner up it's staying there i'll tell you the other thing it made me think if Pitt were to ever win a national championship in football again in our life or in basketball, I'm not coming in for like a week. Oh, I'll be in absolute mourning. Oh, imagine being an Ohio State fan, today. and they've had their own success, so it's different. But oh my God, being an Ohio State fan today, I would legitimately be depressed. Legitimate depression over it. One thing that this is probably going to do, though, it's going to change college football forever, because I think now you'll go to the in helmet. Yeah relay of plays and things of that nature i mean not that that really matters i don't think people really care about that they care about the cheating scandal but it is going to change something that should have been implemented a long time ago yeah should have been doing it forever ago (laughs) i mean it just doesn't make sense they did it in the bowl games and right garrett green west virginia's quarterback had a whole heck of a lot of trouble hearing play kept putting his hands on his helmet yeah he had all kinds of problems i heard that and you'll probably you know you probably heard this as well that it's it doesn't shut off yes which so is crazy. I think next year, and we'll talk about this yep. during the off season. I think next year, if you've got one of them coaches that you think <laughs> needs to have his hands and everything, it could be a bad thing. Bad. Thing. It could be a real bad thing. You know, your quarterback drops back, and the coach is screaming, "Cover two! Cover two! <laughs> <Right>? Nah, <laughs> no, 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 no. Thank you. All right, coming up next, there was one more angle to take out of that national championship game last night, and it has to do with the Pittsburgh Steelers' quarterback position next year. We'll do that, plus a couple of national reports speculating about Mike Tomlin's future. That's all on the way, but first, a Bechti fan headline. Pitt hosts Duke at the Peterson Event Center tonight. Number 11 Blue Devils at 9. Our coverage right here on the fan begins at 8.30. You can also, on Thursday, catch the Jeff Capel Show. Penguins yesterday won in Philadelphia 4-1. to Alex Nedeljkovic scored 
rather started in that 38 saves. The goal scorers, Ricardo Kell, Eric Carlson, Chad Ruedel, Evgeny Malkin. For more, go to 937thefan.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. couple of national reports out about Mike Tom, and we're going to address in a minute. But first, Michael Penix didn't exactly bathe himself in glory last night, Doran. He went 27 of 51 for 255 with a touchdown, two interceptions. I saw Pony tweet out that he didn't need him, that he'd he'd rather have Mason and Kenny back. I'm not going to let one game affect my evaluation of Michael Penix. He had a great year. He made some huge throws in the last game. I thought the story of yesterday was Michigan was way better on both lines. Yeah. And just whooped up on him. Played the best defense in the country. Like, I mean, it was a national championship game. I'm not out on Michael Penix. I think he throws a fantastic football, as I tweeted last night. And I think, obviously, he's played a lot of football, has dealt with a lot of adversity. And I I still think that he's, just because of the showing last night, doesn't deter me from what type of NFL quarterback I think he's going to be. Me neither. It would have been a great, I mean, it was a great showcase opportunity for him. You go up against a really good team, the best defense in the country. If you go out there and ball, I think it could have it could have really propelled him into draft season, but I don't look at it and go, oh, now I can't touch that guy. Maybe it helps him fall. Like if it did, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I just want options for the Steelers at quarterback next year. I think he's going to fall regardless because he had four, I believe, season-ending injuries in his career. Yeah, he and he had some problems. Whenever you get to the combine and usually that's the first place whenever unless you go to the senior bowl, whenever you get to the combine, the first day is the hardest day is because you go through all your medical and they have a booklet of every single injury that you have and you have to go get an MRI on every single injury that you've had. He's going to have the longest day ever and his book is going to be huge and they're going to dissect that and be like, "Well, is this guy another injury away? I think he's going to fall just because of his past injuries." And that might be right where the old black and gold mm-hmm. might be picking. Yeah, if if he's there when they pick, I would think long and hard about it. Yes. Absolutely, I oh, would. Yeah. And that's not to say anything about Mason. It is probably to say something about Kenny Pickett. But if he's there, I view him as a top 10 in the draft kind of prospect. And look, when your lines are that dominated... And they were. Michigan rushed just on the opposite line. They rushed for 303 yards, the most in the history of the national championship game. You know, the same thing was happening on the defensive side. I mean, they were getting after Penix. And your guys, their receivers are great. But their guys just weren't as good as Michigan's guys. Mm-hmm. So you don't have a clean evaluation. You know, in the NFL, the talent level's much closer. And so I'm not going to I'm not gonna ding him for that. But it was not a great performance by him. But how many times was he checking the ball down, throwing it short, too, because 
Well, he had to. A third and 18 late in the game, he had to check it down because they didn't want to get the guy killed. You know, that's not necessarily on him. So I don't look at it as a game that makes me go, oh, geez, no. But, hey, if NFL evaluators want to feel that way, I think that only benefits the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, how about these reports out there from big-time dudes saying Mike Tom might take a year off after the season? Adam Schefter, quote, There are some people around the league who believe that Mike Tomlin could decide eventually to take some time off like Sean Payton did, maybe take a year off. Jay Glazer, who we all know is buddies with Mike Tomlin, said similar things. You buying it? Not really. Well, I I buy it if the initial talks of a contract aren't what Mike Tomlin feels he should get. And if if it's going back and forth and they're not meeting fairgrounds, I think he could be like, okay, well, I'm going to step back for a little bit, reassess, and I'll come back to the table maybe a year later. I don't I don't know. And I think that that could force the hand of the Steelers to give him a contract. So I think he might float it out there. Yeah, a little like bit he's of leverage. It out there right now. Yep. Exactly the same thing. He's going to probably float it out there, but I don't think he'll actually do it. Actually do it. I mean, even Jeff said, like, he's all about ball. And he's a guy that, you know, he's not – like, yeah, he can go on TV and he'd be great. He would be. But I don't think that that's what he wants to do. He wants to coach football. Oh, he would coach. be so good at television. And the money would be there. But mm-hmm. he's too competitive, man. Like, I don't think – I don't think it would happen now. I could see one day him winding up on TV. But I always tell this story. I used to be at training camp at every practice all the time getting sunburnt and stuff wearing my Matt Canada hat. And when the Steelers decided, after that AFC Championship loss to the Patriots in 16, that following year, they started to play a lot more man. And so Tomlin, who was a secondary coach, who was a defensive coordinator, he worked with the Tampa 2, both in Tampa and in Minnesota, he was really hands-on coaching the guys on the field. Like, he was talking to the Ross Cockrells of the world and the, uh, I, I don't know if I got the timeline right, but like the Antoine Blakes, the Artie Burns at the time. Hey, here's how we're going to play more man, talking about the intricacies of the cover two at times, you know, talking to the linebackers, here's how far you got to get in your drop, and the passion, man. Like, I don't think people view head coaches as guys who get down in the nitty-gritty like that. Mm-hmm. I think most people view head coaches as the CEOs, the overseers, people who are going to, you know, be in the team meetings, you know, firing the team up and then also getting into some of the game plan specific stuff. It looked like he was a position coach out there, and he loved it. Oh, yeah. This guy, who he loves rookie camp. He loves this thing, man. I don't think he's walking away. I think this is all a leverage ploy, but I don't think it's about the contract. What's, what's it about? He made the playoffs. They're going to give him a contract. I think it's about control. I think it's about negotiating that portion of his job. So you're, you're assuming that he feels that he's going to get less control. He just saw his offensive coordinator get yanked out from under him during the season. He says that was his decision. We've all been told otherwise. Really smart Steelers beat writers have been told that was an Art Rooney the second decision. I think he sees the writing on the wall. It's been it's happened before. Todd Haley got thrust upon him. Now his coordinator gets yanked out from underneath him. I think he's thinking, now you got Weidel and Khan. There's a new dynamic here. Maybe they're going to take some of my decision-making power away, and this is a leverage ploy. Not not to get the contract. I think he probably feels safe in getting a contract, but, hey, he wants final say. I think that's what it's about. Do you think if he doesn't get final say that that could be the, the breaking point of him stepping back? Or do you think he's just going to go with it? 
See, I don't think that I don't think he'd be willing to 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 if the Steelers called that bluff, I still don't think he'd be willing to walk away. I think that's when he would say, "Okay, like I just got this team to the playoffs with Rudolph and Pickett and Trubisky and all kind of stuff we dealt with this year." If you're not going to give me what I want, if you're not going to give me final say, I want a Super Bowl, blah, 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 trade me. Mm -hmm. Trade me. I would see him doing that before I saw him walking away. But you're not going to float that out there, I don't think. Although he might have earlier because Jake Glazer did This is the last year of his his contract? So we've been told. So how could they trade him if he doesn't have a... Well, he's got a contract next year. Next year's the last year. Next year's the last year. Okay, I gotcha, gotcha. You you best believe that Washington's going to call. They should. They've already have. They should, and and here's the thing on Tomlin. He's a good coach. He's a really good coach. He's a Hall of Fame coach. If he wins a playoff game, that's showing that you're moving in the right direction. If he doesn't, man, I'm tired of more of the same. It, that's what it would be. If they get blown out, like the betters think that he's going to get, like they're, they're a 10-point die, like the whole world seems to feel like they're going to get destroyed. If they do, that's what they've done in the playoffs. Like If you're Washington, though, you don't care about those kinds of things. No. You just want to get your franchise back on level on level. Footing. Yeah, you want to build a culture. Yeah. And you think that he's probably the best guy to build a culture. Carolina, yep. Las Vegas, maybe they found their culture guy now uh, in Antonio Pierce. But if it's between Antonio Pierce or Mike Tomlin, if there's a possibility of Tomlin, do you think for a second about not giving a call to the Steelers for that guy? I just I don't think they'd trade him to Las Vegas. I, I think that it's not a coincidence when Schefter puts it out there and Jay Glazer puts it out no. there. Like Pretty legit. Tomlin's agent probably called around and said, hey, he's thinking about taking a year off. Good luck. Uh, or not good luck. Uh, go out there and report that. I, you know what just happened there? You yeah. looked outside. The weather's nasty. I oh, was, I, I was I thinking just, good luck to everyone on their commutes. Uh, honestly, a little ADD I, moment for I, me. I, I just turned around and I saw the, the salt truck and I was like, I thought it was raining. And now I look out. There's so much snow on the ground. So much snow. <laughs> Didn't realize that. Yeah, it's nasty out there. My wife, pregnant. Next week, Wednesday, C-section. So Ooh. a week from tomorrow. Oh, man. Poor thing. I'm texting her about the weather. She reminded me, forgot to pull the car into the garage last night. Oh. That's no good. I might have to leave. Go clear a car for her. Go ahead. All right, see you. Austin and I hold it down. I got it. Text her. Cower was on the field with the players at training camp. He even got a bloody nose mixing it up, and he walked away not long after that. Cower also had stuff to deal with personally, too. His wife was sick. She had cancer. So he was dealing with that. He had also just come off of a championship, which I think both of those things are di- <laughs> they Those would be different variables than what Mike Tomlin's dealing with right now. You know, you win a championship, you walk away. We might be seeing it with Jim Harbaugh here. Like, Jim Harbaugh could have probably gone to the NFL last year. Didn't. Why? Unfinished business. Now you win a championship, maybe he goes to the NFL. You know, if Tomlin wins a Super Bowl, you'd probably want him to come around. But if he wins a Super Bowl, maybe he walks away. Yeah. You know, those are just different circumstances. It was a year after the Super Bowl where Bill Cowher was like, you know what? Maybe it's time to go take that TV money. The 50-minute mark on the fan is brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Round 19 in Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. What are we looking at out there? It's, it's rough. It's bad. I thought it was warm coming in today. So did I. Like, I walked out my front door, and I didn't immediately have my you-know-what shrivel up inside me. It didn't feel that bad out there. Your what? My you-know-whats. Your what? My you-know-whats. Oh. Mm-hmm. Your hands. Yes. Look at Austin. He has no clue. I know. If Bill Belichick's available, 
Would you just say goodbye to Mike Tomlin and hire Bill no, Belichick? Why? Not a chance. Why not? He, uh, I, yeah, I don't think the game's passed Bill Belichick by, but I think the the message has as well. The message definitely has passed him. Now you you try that message on a different group of individuals. No, no chance. Mm, I don't know. No, my man chance. can still coach a defense. He's a fixer. The Steelers don't need fixed. Yes, they, they need, do. They need retuned. They need retuned with a fresher face, a younger, fresher, innovative mind. They don't need a culture fixer. I don't know. We spent a lot of time talking about culture on that three-game losing streak. Bring in Bill Belichick. Whip that thing back into no chance. Into shape. Anyway, well, they got a playoff game to play. We can we can table all the Tomlin Belichick offseason Jim Harbaugh conversations for another week. And we'll talk to Brad Spielberger of PFF next. First of all, who should win Defensive Player of the Year? I want Brad's thoughts on this because PFF seems to think one guy and the rest of the world seems to think somebody else. We'll ask him about that. And also, let's get into the nitty-gritty here on this matchup, Steelers-Bills. What's he think is going to happen at 1 o'clock on Sunday at Orchard Park? Brad Spielberger on the way. Fan weather is brought to you by Sun Chevy. 2024 starts off with uh, great incentives on the Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado. SunChevy.com. It is cold. I think it's going to get warmer today, but right now it's nasty. That's your weather report, but Doran, tell the people about something else. Trust is a key component of my life, and let me tell you about somebody that I'd absolutely trust to sell my home, and that's Gina G. And Petro. It goes without saying, when you sell your home, you want an agent who will take the initiative to get the job done. Lou says Gina was so hands-on from start to finish, and that's why she got the job done. Lou says Gina made him feel important. He says he and his wife felt Gina cared about their needs every single step of the way. Gina will sit down with you. If you agree on a price, you agree on a deadline, the deadline passes and the home isn't sold, she'll have it bought and turned into a rental. She also offers a no-obligation guarantee. If she doesn't do her job at any point, you're free to get out of the contract. That's right, no obligations. Pull out your phone, give Gina a call, 724-602-9752, or Google Gina GMPJ of Remax Select Realty and look up GinaWillSellYourHome.com. That's Gina Will Sell. Your home. Welcome. I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. Last night, Penguins beat the Flyers in Philadelphia 4-1. Tonight, Pitt hosts number 11 Duke at 9 o'clock. 8.30, our coverage begins right here on The Fan. You can hear it as well on your Odyssey app. For more, go to 937thefan.com. Headlines, powered by Bowser of Genesis and Monroeville. Now open. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.